long story short, it did not work. No, it was torture. <laughs> yeah, we it was were... very painful, and we were in yeah. a horrible. We have state. learned that sleep is very important. Very, and you will see how we prioritize sleep now. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Abundant Couples Podcast. Today, we are talking about schedules, how to live your life according to your own vision. Mm -hmm. And we recently have revamped our schedule, which is something that we do pretty Pretty often often. (laughs) in different phases of life. And we just wrapped up our um, RV road trip across Canada. And now settling into our home on Vancouver Island. So the perfect time to revamp our schedule. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about how we go about creating our schedule and doing so from a place of following our values and what's important to us. And then we'll talk specifically about our schedule and what we find really powerful in creating the life that uh, we, we design. Now, I know a lot of people when they hear schedule Mm. and, you know, like sticking to a schedule, they might think it sounds kind of rigid. That's what I thought at first. Yeah. I don't need a schedule. I want freedom. I'm just not going to schedule anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that turned at first it was freedom and then it turned chaos. Yeah. Kind of like just eating junk food. Feels good in the moment. And then, oh. That's not good long term. Yeah. Yeah. So one of our teachers, Brendan Burchard, we learned from him. He said that uh, the structure of a schedule creates freedom. And at first we were a little bit skeptical about that. (laughs) But then we really started to see the power of it when we started sticking more to a schedule because when everything is accounted for in your schedule and when you've really been intentional about what times you're taking care of what things then when you block aside a few hours or a whole day or a whole weekend to have off time then it's truly off time you don't have other things interrupting you don't have that feeling like oh I should be doing something else oh why am I you know why am I relaxing? I should be yeah. working on this thing. No, you've got that thing in your schedule. And your schedule right now says it's time to relax. Yeah, it's that concept of being fully on and then fully off. Most people, including ourselves for a while, we're just kind of like mostly on or somewhat on all the time. And that leads to burnout. Yeah, and it can be, you know, really easy to just let that happen uh, because of the advancement of technology and especially too if you're working for yourself the combination of just having uh, those those notifications the messages people contacting you and then also again when there's an ever-ending to-do list it can just feel like why should I be relaxing Mm -hmm. Um, you know I I need to do this I need to do that and uh, the thing we learned is there is always a never-ending to-do list yeah. generally in life. And so um, recognizing that and 
prioritizing what's going to make me feel fully alive, what's creating my life 5, 10, 20 years out where I'm really happy and fulfilled. Yeah, and is my schedule reflective of the things that are going to help me become the best version of myself and that are going to help me show up fully, powerfully every day and help me reach my goals? Yeah, so let's talk about the evolution of how we've approached coming to our schedule. Yeah, at first we thought it was all about time management. How can we do as much as we can in as little amount of time? There is a time and place for that, for sure. It's definitely a valuable thing to learn how to be more productive with the time you have, for sure. But starting with time management, we learned, is not necessarily the best way to approach our schedule and our time. Yeah. Remember that time we decided to be polyphasic or try that out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we were running our... Our painting business for, was that, that was the second year or the third year? Second that year. Was our second year. Yeah. So our second year, right. So our first year, we did really well with it. The second year, we decided to get creative. We were like, how could we do the same amount of business, but work less? And we just started applying all these creative things. Yeah, we had read the four-hour work week and we're like, yes, that. Let's do that. Let's run our four-hour work week painting business. <laughs> so we did that in the summer where yeah. we spent most of the summer like traveling, going to music festivals while our painting business was running. And learned a lot of really great skills about building an awesome team and how it is possible to get more done in less time. Uh, which was super valuable. Yeah. And then we read his other book, The 4-Hour Body, and talked about polyphasic sleeping. Like, oh, if Einstein can sleep four hours a day, three hours a day, why can't we? (laughs) Yeah, basically the idea, if you're not familiar with polyphasic sleeping, is that theoretically you can sleep in short chunks rather than a big eight-hour block. And apparently, you should be able to get the same amount of rest. Yeah, it probably leaves out a lot of key things that we're just discovering now about sleep. But the idea was you're so sleep deprived that you instantly fall into deep sleep uh, whenever you do sleep. And you can go anywhere from, you know, one larger five hour sleep and then a one hour nap. And that, or what we tried, I believe, was a three hour sleep and then two naps throughout the day. And you can go all the way down to just six naps throughout the day and without just, a big without chunk a sleep. of sleep. So, yeah, we decided to go. We the, were like, oh, we don't, we feel like we don't have enough time. How could we get more time? <laughs> well, we sleep eight hours every day. What if we could cut down that amount of sleep? To like five and a half. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would just multiply months throughout the throughout the year we thought it was we were geniuses because time management right yeah (laughs) but about a week in Uh, no it's two weeks in two weeks we tried it for two weeks running on three hours sleep a night and you know the the key is having really consistent dedicated naps and again we were running a painting business with multiple crews and doing quotes and so falling asleep and having two naps every single day at the exact same time uh didn't quite work out no we would sometimes just nap in the car in between job sites we'd have like a face mask and just okay nap time <laughs> put the yeah. face mask on 
and nap in the car. So anyways, long story short, it did not work. No, it was torture. <laughs> yeah. We it was very painful, and we were in yeah. a horrible We have state. learned that sleep is very important. Very. And you will see how we prioritize sleep now. Yeah, we've gone to the opposite extreme where sleep is... We realize like sleep is our basically our number one self-care habit. When we don't get enough sleep, we're just not fully on. Yeah. And again, society can tend to not prioritize that, the whole sleep when you're dead kind of thing. Just work hard, grind, you know, catch up later. But it really is such an important fundamental that we have kind of lost sight of. But you look at the top performers in so many areas and you see, uh, I forget who, maybe uh, Kobe Bryant used to. Um, just A lot of the pro athletes, they sleep, sleep like 10, 10 hours. hours a day. Yeah. 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 Which, of course, they're doing a lot of physical exertion. So maybe we don't need 10 hours with, you know, we're not doing that same kind of amount of physical work. But... Um, yeah, there's more and more research coming out about yeah. just how important sleep is. Yeah, if you're sleep deprived, even by like an hour or two, it's the same as like showing up to a job site, like mildly intoxicated. Mm -hmm. Like you're better off drinking a few beers than not getting enough sleep and then showing up to work. Yeah. It's, yeah, pretty crazy. So mm -hmm. we learned uh, that, okay, it's not just about time management. We then made the transition to energy management. Yeah, and I remember thinking at one point when I had that shift in perspective, thinking about, okay, I feel like I don't have enough time. And then I thought, hold on, Tony Robbins runs, has like 52 businesses or something, and he has the same 24 hours that I have. So if he can get all that done in the same amount of time that I have, then it's not about how much time I have. There's, mm. you know, it's something else for yeah. sure. And he was a master of energy management, just yeah. like being able to, you know, be all in, fully turned on, just as much as uh, like just shining light and power. And, yeah. Uh, it was about that time that I think we started really going down that path, going, going to Tony Robbins seminars, going to Brandon Burchard, really starting to learn how the top performers schedule and apply habits and practices to their lives yeah and a huge influence on us for this was also brian johnson with optimize mm -hmm. and actually highly recommend checking out optimize brian johnson and yeah. there's a link in the show notes where you can go and do a 30-day free trial yeah we just we've learned so, so much. much we've been using optimize for like seven years now i think and it's been and the, the number one incredible value yeah to like out of all the programs we've done just best bang for your buck whether it's the, the monthly membership or we're both a part of his coaching program um so yeah those links are there super recommend that mm -hmm. so anyways we made the shift from focusing on time management to energy management and energy management looks like what are the things that we can do to make sure that the time that we do have, we use it most effectively. So that looks like getting enough sleep, eating well, uh, you know, moving our bodies. And this is when we really started doubling down on our morning routine. Because having that time in the morning to get centered, to get focused, to get energized and prepare for the day, we find that 
helps us to show up way more powerfully with way more energy and effectiveness in the rest of our day. Yeah, it's a Darren Hardy concept called bookends. Bookend your day where the way you start your day and the way you end your day, that's where you have the most control. Because as we know, life happens, stuff comes up, and during the day, sometimes our, our schedule can get away from us or just you know things take longer than we think. But when you get out of bed and before you go to bed, that's your time. And that's your time to really craft your ideal life through your practices and your habits today. Yeah, and I think we'll get into a whole nother episode on morning routines because there's so much we can talk about just in morning routines. But I'll say that the most important thing is that you are taking time before you turn on your phone or your laptop, your email to, um, to get charged up. So for us, that's meditation, reading, a little bit of movement. But the most, whatever it is you're doing in the morning, the key is that you're taking some time, like at least a half an hour, hopefully more like an hour before you, or yeah, (laughs) before you turn on your phone. Yeah. Called pre-input wins, Brian Johnson would say. Because as soon as your phone is on, there's all these demands coming from all different angles, all different demands for your attention. And now you're not in control of your day. You're not in control of your attention yeah the uh the difference between creating and reacting is really just the order of which you do things and the order of the word so when you decide to show up and put your agenda first then your life goes according to the way you like rather than just get kind of floating by society and all the needs and messages and it's a crazy amount of inputs that we get. Um, like I think the stat now is like we get more inputs in a single day than we used to get a thousand years ago in an entire lifetime. Yeah. Again, our brains haven't changed a whole lot since then. Um, so it's so a lot. There's a lot. And we need to guard our time and attention to make sure that we are prioritizing our health, our our love, our future and that comes from how you how you plan your day Mm -hmm. so energy management was a big step up from time management but then we had another shift when we realized that sometimes keeping all of these self-care habits can be a bit of a challenge like we'll get into a good rhythm we'll start a habit strong and then we'll kind of slip a little bit, fall off, or things will get really busy and we'll start to compromise our habits. So we started to learn about what really makes a habit stick and how can we like make these habits really part of our life. And we'll do uh, another episode as well on, on habits because yeah. it's super powerful. We geek out on habits. Yeah. Yeah. But what, uh, what we found really makes these habits stick is when it becomes a part of your identity, of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. There's the great talk, Simon Simonek, Start With Why, a super powerful concept of instead of focusing on what you want to do, start with why, why you want to do it. What's your purpose here? What's your mission? And if you go even one step further, why you do things is a result of who you are. What's your identity? And who you're becoming. 
Mm, who am I becoming? Yeah. 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 So, and this is a concept that we really learned from Brian Johnson at Optimize. He's got a great framework that he calls the Carpe Diem journal. So every morning we journal about this and reflect on these three things. So there are basically three main categories of life, energy, work, and love. You've got your work, what you're here to do. You've got your love, of course, all your family, friends, divine, all the love in your life. And then your energy is what helps you show up fully for the other two. Um, So if we think about those three categories, energy, work, and love, within each one, we want to have an identity. Like, who am I at my very best in my energy? Who am I at my very best in my work and in my love? I guess a good example for myself would be when it comes to my energy identity. So I never was really a runner. I was always active and I enjoyed sports and dancing was more my thing. But when it came to like running, especially long distance running, I used to get these horrible cramps all over my torso and I just always kind of hated running. So I never thought of myself as a runner. But when we signed up for the Optimized Coach program last year, I didn't even read the whole thing. I was just excited to do it. I signed up. And then afterward, I found out that at the end of the program, we were all going to run a Spartan race together. So this is basically a five-mile, I think, obstacle course race with 20 obstacles, five miles up and down hills and mud and just super intense. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) that's a lot of running. (laughs) Um, So I thought about, okay, I need to prepare to do this Spartan race at the end of the year. Right now, thinking about running seems pretty dreadful. How can I get myself to run? Okay, so my new energy identity is Spartan yogi. And from there, I go, okay, Spartan yogi, that's my new identity. What does a Spartan yogi do? And that brings us to the virtues. So a Spartan yogi is embodied and strong and committed and unstoppable. And then the behaviors are kind of a natural byproduct of that identity with those virtues. So then when it comes time to go for the run that I said I would do, Part of my mind might go, oh, do I really have to? Maybe I'll just run tomorrow. But then I can easily remind myself, no, I'm a Spartan yogi. And then that behavior just becomes natural. Of course, I'm going to go for a run. I'm a Spartan yogi. So each morning we look at what is my identity if I'm showing up as the best version of myself in my energy, in my work, and in my love. And then from there, What virtues am I embodying as that identity? And what are the behaviors that I'm going to do today to show up most fully in those areas? Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what dictates our schedule now is our time and our days are pretty much categorized into energy, work, and love so that we are living in alignment with those identities, those virtues, and those behaviors. 
So we're going to go through our schedule now from, uh, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, show you how that shows up in our lives and given our goals, our identities, and what we believe makes an amazing life. Yeah, and of course, your schedule will look different from our schedule. So the point of sharing this isn't necessarily to say this is what your schedule should look like or this is the right way to do it. This is just based on what we want our lives to look like. This is what is effective for us right now. So we want to show you the process we've gone through to create this schedule so that you can then go look at what would be an ideal schedule for you in your situation. Mm -hmm. And this is version like 100, and yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot more. It's constantly evolving. And just tweaking and getting better as we go. Um, so yeah, we start the day off at 7 a.m. every day. We have that great alarm, positive, you know, uh, what is it, some Bob Marley? Yeah, it's Bob Marley. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. It's our alarm clock. And a note on alarm clocks, we haven't hit the snooze button in years. years. Yeah. Back in our painting business days, I think it was our the co coach, our president of the painting business, who pointed out, like, there's just no room for a snooze button in your life. Yeah. Like, you need to keep your commitments to everybody, including yourself. And an alarm is a commitment you're making to yourself. Yeah, if you start the day off by breaking a commitment, not great. Now, we're saying that we came from doing that. So if if you're in that position totally fine. One thing that we've learned is if we do want to sleep in, just set the alarm 15 minutes later and just get up then. You know, yeah. if we're going to press the snooze button three times, um, just set the alarm 15 minutes later. Yeah. You know? um, so food for thought on that. Uh, yeah. So we get up 7 a.m. and then the first thing we do every morning is our meditation. Now we've done lots of different types of meditation over the years. So for us, it doesn't really matter what kind of meditation as long as we're doing it and this usually morning, around 20 30 minutes yeah this morning we did a silent meditation oftentimes we'll do different guided meditations and we can link some some of our favorites in the in, show notes yeah yeah uh, we basically follow the morning miracle framework more or less for how we do our mornings so uh, for for that, the acronym is SAVERS. So we've got the silence, the meditation, we've got affirmations and visualization. So we're deciding who we want to be. We are ingraining messages that we want to believe and we're seeing where we're, where we're going, where we're headed. Uh, then there's exercise, do a bit of stretching, burpees, um, reading, and then S for the SAVERS acronym stands for scribing or writing. This is actually a really powerful practice that doubled down on this year is journaling, taking notes, and really being being an author in that sense of what we are creating, going from just ideas to physical manifestations, even if it's just on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. It's been, been it's awesome. powerful. Yeah. 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 So waking up seven o'clock, sitting down, doing our meditation, anywhere from 20, 30 minutes usually. And then from there, a little bit of movement. I like to do yoga. Matt does burpees. Sometimes I also do burpees. Whatever Sometimes it is, 5, yoga. 10, 15 yeah. minutes up to a half hour of mm -hmm. movement in the morning. We we save a longer 
exercise routine for a bit later in the day because we like to just get our body moving enough that we're gearing up for, you know, for our first deep work block in the morning. Yeah. From there, we um, we start reading. Um, I usually have four or five different books on the go. Just I'm know. a one book kind of person, yeah. start to finish. So it depends what I'm in the mood for that morning. <laughs> and then from there, uh, we'll schedule out the day with our High for performance some, planner. Yeah. And yeah. some journaling. Yeah. After reading some journaling. Yeah. Yeah. Take the keynotes, any any thoughts, any exercises in the books that we're reading. Oftentimes there's that. And yeah, we use the Brandon Burchard high performance planner to plan out the day, be very intentional with what uh what our mission is, who we're connecting with that day, what uh sort of person do I want to be? And and then it's time for, oh, first, some intimacy in the morning. Yeah, yeah. we set aside usually 20, 30 minutes or so just to uh, get that get that spice going. Um, we find it a really powerful practice to just kind of charge up before jumping into the workday is some, some type of intimacy. Could mm-hmm. be sex, could be just kissing, could be Sometimes having a shower together. Sometimes we'll just have together. a shower together, a little yeah. steamy shower. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we find like, and in the morning, you know, we're not, um, we're just generating that energy and not usually climaxing because we want to like cultivate that energy, that life force energy, and then go harness it and channel it into our first deep work block in the morning because that energy is creative energy. So we can really use it to bring more life to our work. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, our first deep work time block, that's usually starting by nine o'clock. So we've got that two hour morning routine blocked off. And again, we don't have any technology on, um, not until 11. Uh, Do we have the technology? We've got that four hour window where, you know, this is our time. This is purely for creating, for crafting the life that we want, for bettering ourselves and thus bettering the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nine o'clock, first deep work session. Deep work is a powerful concept that we learned from Cal Newport. Cal Newport, yeah. Yeah. He's got a great book called Deep Work that talks about the importance of deep work and how to do deep work. But basically, it's intensely focused work with no distractions. And he talks about how deep work is simultaneously more rare and more valuable. Because there are so many distractions and so many people work with all of these distractions going on, the more you can cultivate that intense focus during your work time, the more, you know, valuable your work is. Yeah. Yeah. Technology has really become and is is designed to be addictive. Mm-hmm. So it can be very easy just to kind of, for me, it was email, just leave email open and just check email four or five times a day um you know it's to get into deep work you have to go against the grain so to say you got to turn everything off you got to get rid of distractions close the door and just say for the next usually 60 90 maybe 120 minutes i'm doing nothing else but this one task yeah so we like to put our most important creative work in that first deep work block in the morning because that's when we have the best energy so for example we started recording 
this podcast at 9 a.m. during our first deep work block because that's when our minds are fresh and, you know, we're, we're just ready up to go. from the morning routine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that goes until 10.30, 11-ish. And then at that point, I've got some teams of people that I work with on our real estate investing side. So my job is checking in with our teams, making sure everybody's doing uh, doing what they need to do and have the goals and priorities for the day. Um, so that's, that's really the communication time. That's yes. when we turn on technology. Yeah. So connect. around 10.30 or 11 until lunchtime, which is around noon, there's that hour, hour and a half window that's reaching out to people, communications. And it's also a little bit of flex and buffer time because that's one thing we've learned over all the iterations of our schedule. We used to try to schedule like down to every 15 minutes or half hour. And we realized we could never keep our schedule because we need buffer time. Yep. It's Things impossible to up. predict how yeah. long everything takes. There's traffic. You need to go get groceries. You know, whatever it is, there's things that you might not account for when you're intensely scheduling. So, yeah, we usually every two hours, we plug in a half hour buffer time. And we even do it on more of a macro scale as well. If we're planning a trip or whatnot, we'll do buffer days. We'll do things where we know that we can't predict everything. And so we're predicting that we're going to have unpredictables, hence the the buffer time. And if you end up with an extra half hour, awesome. Oh, awesome. You can. Yeah, I don't think we've can... ever been like... Oh, no, we have an extra <laughs> have... half hour yeah, unaccounted for. what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we've got our lunch time. Yep. And we usually do like a lunch and learn because we always have lots of courses on the go. So we find that uh, lunchtime is a great time to learn something, watch a video that we're, you know, part of a course that we're on. Yeah. This is when too I'll connect with my growth minded friends. We'll go for a walk in the woods and talk with some really good friends and just collaborate with what are we creating this week. And, uh, yeah, just flex communication time. And this is generally too when we have things that we go out to do, whether it's errands or walks or exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And this shifts like right now we're kind of in focus work mode after just finishing up our cross-country RV trip. But when we're on a cross-country RV trip, that afternoon becomes our adventure time yep. where we're out exploring, going hiking and and so we know that we can all, on any day that we want to, we could plug in that time to be adventure time. Mm -hmm. So then our second deep work block after we're all charged up from lunch, our teams are doing what they need to do, and we've gotten first that deep work and again that awesome morning. So you know we're feeling great. We've just had another break throughout the day because we do want to make sure we're keeping track of our energy and making sure we're not just jumping from one task to another task to another task. We're taking those recharges, we're going for those walks, and now we're showing up again at two o'clock to do our second deep work block. Mm -hmm. So another hour, hour and a half of focused work that we've decided ahead of time what we're going to be working on during that time. And then we've got another short break after that because it's important to be 100% on during the deep work and then to be 100% off. Yep. You need that recovery time. And off doesn't mean social media or other you know, inputs like that. Off means like taking a rest, doing a meditation, stretching, stretching reading, walking. Yeah. yeah. 
And so we like to have themes for our deep work. So like Cass mentioned, our first theme is our creative content creation mode. Um, right now, our second one, as we're really starting to scale up, is to work on our marketing, working on our systems. And then our third deep work block is our coaching. And so that is at 3.30, 3.30 till 5 o'clock is the time that we've set aside for coaching, for our coaching clients, and also for just continuing to build and work on our, uh, our content and frameworks uh, to be able to provide more value to our coaching clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, five o'clock is well, shut, shut down, down complete. complete. We are done work for the day. There is no need. If you are doing intensely focused work and providing your full energy and full value to what you do, by five o'clock, you should be able to happily shut down your work. Yeah. And this, I, we used to work till like nine, ten o'clock at night. So we've we've been there. We know what that can be like. Especially and, if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. There's this feeling like there's always something that you yeah. can be doing, but if, it's important to know that you need that recharge time at night to be able to show up fully for the next day, so that you don't burn out and you can keep providing lots of value. And that's how we're able to get more done in a day now than we used to get done in weeks of yeah. time. It's just again kind of being on working on, you know, at a shallow level on this task and that task. But now, you know, we're taking the time to recharge, to prioritize our identities, our virtues, our behaviors, so that when we are working, we're getting so much done in a finite amount of time. And then we get to enjoy our lives because we've scheduled in fun, enjoyment, intimacy, playfulness, just all the all the things that we want to cultivate when we put it in our planner and we prioritize our our personal lives just as much as we would a you know an appointment or our work. Uh, that's that's when this magic happens. Yeah. So then we prepare dinner. Yep. Eat dinner. And then we've got the rest of the evening for whatever, whatever. we feel like. We'll yeah. play a game, yeah. watch a show. Hang out with people. Hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Play some music. Mm-hmm. Social time. So that's usually from seven, seven to nine. We dedicate as that, that social time of just flex whatever we feel like. And then nine o'clock, it's bedtime. Yeah. So this is when we, we get ready for bed and then we really prioritize our daily or double daily intimacy so every single day uh, around 9 nine thirty, we hop into bed get under the sheets have some fun and just really recharge that side of our relationship and practice practice yeah yeah conversation for another episode mm-hmm. yeah and then by 10 30 11 o'clock ideally 10 30 because i find eight and a half hours yeah. is a great amount of sleep so we've learned a timer is very important yeah we our- set a bedtime timer <laughs> yeah exactly so uh 10 30 comes around and we wrap up and go to go to bed have a great fully charging eight and a half hours of sleep and we're ready to show up powerfully for the next morning oh, one more important note about the evening routine is that we're shutting off all of our technology at least well i mean we've got it built in where we're going to bed at nine o'clock Anyways, so we've got no screens definitely at least an hour and a half 
before bed, but we like to shut them off usually a little sooner before that too, especially our phones. Like sometimes we'll watch a show up until about 8.30, but when it comes to our phones, they're off Mm -hmm. usually a few hours before going to bed. It gives your brain time to unwind because all those inputs, all that stimulus really can make the brain, you know, really active. And if you're looking at your phone right up until the time you go to bed, you're going to have a lot harder time falling asleep and having a really good quality sleep. Yeah. Similar, uh, it's kind of related, it's same thing with food, mm-hmm. is we don't want to be eating right before bed. Ideally, that's three to four hours before bed because then your body goes into repair mode rather than digestion mode. So mm-hmm. I remember... We've both got aura rings and we keep track of like how effective our sleep is. And again, we gamify and geek out on that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, really fascinating to see that if you eat before bed, you just don't get as good a quality sleep. Mm -hmm. So if you do all these things, you turn off the technology, you eat, uh, you make sure you're, you're done eating at least three hours before bed, then these are all the things that help you get a much better sleep giving you more energy for the next day and it's just that compound spiral up that uh, that happens it's all those little edges but they make a massive difference when you compound those yeah so that's the energy management right all of those little things to optimize your energy and we stay on top of that energy management with the identities that we have that we're healthy we're focused we are um, creators, we're in charge of our lives, like all of these parts of our identity mm-hmm. are what help us to consistently keep those energy habits and keep that energy management. Yeah, and our love habits and our work habits as well. It all stems from who are we and who are we becoming. Now let's decide to allocate our time and attention in these ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really, when you're looking at creating your schedule, whatever that looks like, we encourage you to look at what are the things you value the most in your life, and then are they represented in your schedule? And this is especially important when it comes to your relationship, because if your relationship is an important part of your life, but your work is taking up most of your schedule and you don't even really have intentionally scheduled time for your relationship, that's going to be a problem. So apart from scheduling daily time together, maybe it's always sitting down for dinner together or having intimate time together or sharing an activity together. Um, You can also look at what are your weekly rhythms in your relationship that you can schedule in. Your monthly rhythms, your uh, yearly rhythms as well. Like we like to go on uh, awesome trips around the world. Like that's just a rhythm that we find keeps that adventure, keeps that, um, yeah, that excitement in certain areas and then we've also got yeah like the weekly rhythms of things we've got our our date nights we've got our three-hour sex dates sometimes date day we like to do date day on like a saturday or sunday just have a whole day of awesomeness 
planned and together go yeah. for it because yeah. again that's our number one number one is our relationship is really filling each other up and being such advocates for each other's health and for that combined love and um, when we are making that a priority everything else works out amazing Mm -hmm. yeah keep the number one the number one and uh yeah this is yeah this is version 100 but this from everything we've learned this is what uh really is the optimal for us at this moment Mm -hmm. yeah so we encourage you to take some time to think about what are the most important things you value in your life where are the areas you really want to grow in your life and how are these things currently reflected in your schedule and how can you shift your schedule so that you can incorporate more of those things Also thinking about how are you starting your days and how are you ending your days and how can you do those things in a way that is more protective of your own focus and energy and creative power. Um, So yeah, a bunch of food for thought and it's a constantly evolving process. So you might start with version one of your new schedule and then in a few days after trying it out, you realize, oh, I got to tweak it a little bit like this and you're the one in control of it, right? So you know, you can always change it. Just play with it, see what works and keep evolving. Yeah. Have fun with it. We'd love to hear what your schedules are. If you have any questions at all, reach out to us. We've got our contact in the notes below. And yeah, we're super excited to to be on this journey of evolving our ideal masterpiece days. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.